Okay, I've got a question for you. It's probably pedal related. Are we are we are we doing this already? Sure. Okay. Should we say hello? <laughs> nah, <laughs> screw you guys. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we're not saying hello. So we're definitely not saying hello to everyone out there. Don't say hello to everyone. No. We don't hope you will. We no. Don't... No. <laughs> no, we definitely don't. Yes. What's the question, Alex? Oh, hello, everyone out there. What's the question, Alex? Um, arpeggiated type guitar sounds that sound like a synth. What's the best way to do that? By synth. By synth. Okay. Hey, welcome <laughs> to the show, everyone. <laughs> Uh, well, a page, Well, what you could use, um, where is it? Could use a slicer. Slicer's kind of like that. You could use ah, that. True, the auto bit. The auto bit by Marius. That's sort of a, um, it has an arpeggiator kind of thing hitting in it. The arpenoid. Yeah, true. Which you have. Oh, of course, yeah. I knew there was something in the back of my mind. I'm like, I know how to do this, but I'm, I just got a message this morning from a guy who's. um. The adrenaline. Ah. Yes, that's that's exciting. Yeah, <laughs> that exciting. A, makes it very exciting. Um, this guy, I've done a bit of mixing for his um, true crime podcast. That you no, um, yeah, apparently it's like a massive podcast. It's um, only found out after an episode of working on it. Okay, true it's, crime. Yeah, it's um, uh, basically he he's an ex policeman and interviews ex cops and gets clips off um, TV and ah, oh, so like um, pieces all together and. What is it? The bad cops, bad cops. What you're gonna do? <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah, exactly like that, that. sort of thing. Yeah. Is it exactly that? Okay. And um, lots of donut stories. Uh, yeah, he's kind of new to logic and mixing audio and stuff, so he's um, just wanted a bit of help with sort of you know balancing levels and tones of voices and ah. you know, things like old clips off news audio and like TV news and radio news and stuff. It's all really compressed and a bit distorted. And, so just to help him tidy that up. And then, yeah, it turns out his last crime podcast had like, he said the biggest month was 130,000 downloads. Wow. Yeah. He's doing much better he's, than us. He's in top, <laughs> he's top, I don't know, 10 for true crime or something. Wow. And, um, yeah, it lives in cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice guy. Um, but, um, yeah, he sent me a message this morning saying, because I think he plays a bit of guitar and he just had this like simple acoustic guitar intro sort of sting thing. Okay. And he said, um, would you mind sort of having a look, see if you could come up with something? Because it was a bit, because it's quite, like, it's actually, like, serious kind of topics. And, oh, it would be, yeah. Because um, especially this one he's working on uh, at the moment, it's the, this guy's went to jail for, I don't know, I guess quite a, quite a few years now. It's, it's early 90s. I'm not sure if he's still in jail, but there's all this speculation over whether he really did it. And they're trying to get the government <laughs> to open an inquiry into the, I reopened the case and it's got this whole thing behind it. And um, you, so, know, you, you know too much. Yeah, <laughs> I better, better stop saying. But um, yeah, he has this kind of jangly, happy acoustic guitar intro to this quite serious, moody podcast. You should tell me. So I did ages ago, right? Yeah. A, a friend of mine, Ben, not Ben McGregor, but a different Ben, Ben yeah. Ven or Den. And I don't know if you're listening, Ben, but if you are, hello, Ben. We were sort of writing music together. For, for quite a while mm. and ben has a good friend um um oh god I, he, tim tim morris okay. tim morris if you're listening tim hello tim um and tim uh we're writing while we're writing stuff together tim became a police officer okay and ben ben is a quirky guy and Ben said to me, we should write a theme song. So every morning he gets into his police car, he has a theme song. <laughs> yes. So he, so Ben gave me the challenge and he did that 
sometimes. You know, he'd ring me and he goes, okay, a challenge. Because oh, we would cool. get together every couple of weeks and write. Yeah. He said, okay, challenge, write a police cop theme. Oh, cool. And then he will do the lyrics over it. Yep. So we wrote. I wrote a police cop <laughs> thing. We should see if he wants it. I mean, we'll take the lyrics away. Yeah. But it. I. It. Uh, actually, if I if I find it, I'll put it at the end of the podcast. Sure. Um, but it's a. Uh, <laughs> it's like really eighties kind of thing. No, it's like a oh. like a seventies cop show, oh, sure. like like wah wah guitar and stuff. Oh, I was. Like I'm, bon- actually really, and- <laughs> I'm actually really proud of it. I think it's actually a really cool piece of music. And then Ben um, did this thing. He wanted to do it like a real stoner sounding thing that he did like vocally over it um about hey officer morris would you like a cup of coffee (laughs) and it it was it was it was funny but it was meant for tim but you should say if you want uh, like a 70s funky cop show intro i have one (laughs) i'll put it at the end of this if i find it i'll put it at the end of the podcast yeah cool um uh, yeah so have a listen to that that's that's my um so that was meant to be a theme song for an actual for a guy who actually became a police officer because Tim Morris, if anyone knows uh, on the on the Sunshine Coast here in Queensland, yeah. I, I think I don't know if he's still on the Sunshine Coast, but yeah, Tim Tim Morris, Officer Morris, or Constable Norris Morris. So I don't know what his what he was, but we called him Officer Morris. <laughs> It'd be great if you just had a theme song when you went just out out to the shops, like wrestlers, just everywhere you go, all <laughs> of a sudden you have a song that plays. Yeah, totally, that would be great. We yeah. should do that. I'm going we should to... try that. You just bring like a boombox with you, yeah. and everywhere you go, just. Yeah, press play <laughs> every time you go to the shops. Or yeah, people wouldn't look at you go weird to the post at all. office. And, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but that's oh, definitely... So anyway, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I'll cut, I was just sort of had in my head when I was driving here because I had to do some other things in the area. Because we're at Drive. my place. This is a rare yeah. Both of Us at My Place podcast. Yeah. But we, bu- we are we are um, um, 14 metres apart. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I had this kind of like thing in my head where it's kind of like synth the intro and kind of like tra- like not trashy drums but kind of like I know, I'd use drummer in the drummer program in Logic and just kind of get some I know, kind of fuzzy guitars and just kind of rock rock riff but kind of like quite minory kind of melody well I, I remember quite quite you know distinctively yeah. uh, this is I used to have a uh, which I'm kind of a bit annoyed with myself that I sold it I had a um um what was it called? Uh, Edwards, mm. and Ed's, Edwards Jimmy Page Les Paul copy, which they were great guitars as Edwards. Yeah, and um, I sold it, and I'm a bit annoyed with myself for selling it, but I sold it, and I remember um, uh, I went, I wanted to play that, I wanted to do the Les Pauly thing for that, and I used to for the funkier bits, I used to both pickups, the middle position, and then I. Um, I think there was a bit of like a like raunchy kind of semi seventies porn lead bits in it, but it was like a whole string thing. There were strings in the background. Oh, and wow. it's, it's fully it's full production. Yeah, nice. I'll play it to you after this, and I'll, I'll, I'll okay. see, if I can find it, I'll play it for you, and then I'll tag it onto the end of this podcast. Very cool. Because it's cool. I was I was really proud of myself <laughs> when I wrote it, and I went, "Wow, that actually sounds like a seventies cop show intro." Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's fun. Um, I don't know. I remember, this, this kind of leads on to like that's right. Ben sorry. was singing. Ben, I just remember the lyrics in the in the verse. It's like, I want to clean up the city, <laughs> one prostitute at a time. 
Because <laughs> what you want is clean prostitutes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was just the words. I just remembered him. Yeah. It was, it's, a, it's the, with Ben, he's a really funny dude. And yeah. Ben's one of those guys. I don't know if I talked to, about him on the podcast before. Uh, do you know Ben? No. Ben Van Um uh, uh, he he's one of those guys. It's this sort of fine line between someone who's quite a musical genius, but then also quite insane. And it's sort <laughs> they of they usually come hand in hand. It's don't they? very. He's one of those. He's amazing. Yeah. The stuff he comes up with on the spot is insane. He plays bass and guitar and and really super creative guy. But then it can go. And I mean, I'm I'm quite open-minded with music, and I like weird and wacky stuff. But it can go really weird and wacky with Ben. That's sure, it. yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds cool. Um, we used to be. I mean, this is completely different. Like, it has nothing to do with this. But um, we used to. <laughs> the only time I've ever gotten a death threat while I was playing live on stage <laughs> yes. was in a band with him. Sweet. Yeah, so we we um, so we went a band. We, we, what were we called? I don't even remember what the original name of the band was. But then um, there was some issues with Ben's wife at the time, not wanting him to go and practice so much because yeah. this was a full band, right? We were um, four piece. So we had guitar, keyboards, um, drums, and and bass. Ben was on bass, okay. and um, I don't remember what the band was called. It was kind of wacky music. But and we did a couple of gigs, uh, and we down at Ricks in Brisbane and stuff. We we gigged mm. down, you know, we did. We, it was alright. It was fun. And then we did one gig. We changed the name of the band, and we changed the name to the Yoko Ono Syndrome because it was the <laughs> you know the wife kind of got involved sure. and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> and we didn't know that there is a there was at the time. I don't know if there's still now, or if, but there was a band, an all girls band, all female band in Brisbane uh, called the Yoko Syndrome. Right. Uh, who apparently had quite a f- big following. Not that big that you knew about them. No, not that big. Well, we didn't know about it. We, don't, we <laughs> didn't go down to Brisbane that often, but, uh, yeah. you know, apparently it had a bit of a following. But apparently, okay, and this is sort of a long story, but right. apparently, uh, I mean, this is a podcast. This is all about <laughs> long stories. Apparently, Rick's, which is a venue in the Valley in Brisbane, which is yeah. quite well known and lots yeah. of people play there. Um, Rick's apparently falsely advertised them a few times to get people there. Whether on purpose or not, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, this is sort of a long story. Anyway, so we are there at Rick's playing a gig, right? And all of a sudden, um, someone throws a uh, like a big poster kind of thing up, uh, and it said "Die Yoko Homos." <laughs> <laughs> and we thought because there was a bunch of friends of us there, ours there, and I actually at the time thought um, oh, I was just one of. Our yeah. friends just being silly, and we yeah. sort of displayed it. And um, but we, <laughs> then we found out later, and we went next door later, and we found those girls from that band, and they genuinely was like a death threat. Wow! <laughs> but we said to them, "Oh, look, we didn't. A, we didn't know that there was because they thought that was Rick's kind of putting it on with us, making sure. fun of them, kind of thing. Yeah. But we didn't know about that, and we 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 talked to them and we sorted it all out with yep. them. Um, but yeah, so we got a death threat. <laughs> that was the band. The one one time I got a death threat on stage, live on stage while we were playing. Oh, that's fantastic. So cool. That's very rock. If you've ever gotten a death threat uh, while you were playing in a band, uh, let us know. Yeah. Send us a message. Jump on our Facebook chat. Yes. <laughs> and there, tell us about a, your death threats. There's a segue. <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. That's cool. Yeah. Nice. 
Sorry, I was, yeah, I just, no, it's good. all these kind of weird things that come back to me yeah. every once in a while. Well, um, yeah, so I might have both that this weekend, but we do have a box in front of us. Oh, yeah, we're going to uh, do something kind of a bit different, which is... Probably it's pointless, ma- but it'll be fun. Maybe not that exciting <laughs> when you're listening to a podcast, but um, we're going to do a live unboxing, or not live, <laughs> but podcast unboxing. Yes. We just got a box from our friends at AMS, uh, which is not the American Music Supplies in America, AMS, which is, oh, it's yeah. the Austral- Australasian Music Supplies. Mm. So it's a distributor here in Australia who we've started working with. And if you're listening, hello, Brad at AMS, who's our... Our guy at AMS, and they uh, sent us um, some and cardboard. Cardboard that I'm cutting open badly with scissors that I'm very good at the moment. You lead scissors? Uh, <laughs> it took a long time and a few court cases, but I'm allowed again. <laughs> again. Um, <laughs> again. <laughs> it's yeah. It's it's uh, that's a different, whole different story, whole different podcast. Yep. Now, so we got this one, delivery. One for the tr- true crime. <laughs> that's for the true crime one. Serious, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's it's. I swear I didn't do it. Um, so yeah, so they sent us a bunch of way huge stuff to review. Yeah. And do videos of. I'm kind of excited about this. Yeah. Well. Um, um, so they're Australian uh, official Australian um, distributors of. Oh, can you can you hear the box? I can. Of um, so they do Dan Electro. So we've done some Dan Electro stuff with them in the past. Um, oh, cool, cool brands, hey. Yeah, they've got some cool brands. So they've got yeah. Dan Electro. They've got Way Huge. Oh, it's little. Um, I think that's the new it's, smaller ones. It's a little huge. <laughs> so little. Well, they just did a whole series of oh. smaller enclosures. Yeah. Um, so they do Dan Electra, they do MXR, they do Way Huge, they do Dunlop, or the whole Dunlop family. Yep. They're, um, um, they're cool. Just the cardboard boxes are. Um, so you can do two. Have some cool, like, graphic novel stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, like cartoony looking ones. But oh. yeah, be careful with the box because we've got to send all this stuff back. Yeah. But, um, so, which one are you opening up first? I have the Conspiracy Theory. Or do I? Or do I? So I believe yeah. the conspiracy theory is um, their clonish kind thing. of thing. They are way smaller. I haven't seen. I've, I don't. I haven't really used many way yeah. huge pedals in the past. I think. Oh, whoop, crap! Stuff's going anywhere. Oh, cool stickers, but not. Leave. Not for us, not yeah, because we've got to send it back. But um, um, they are much smaller than the old ones. So this is the newer sort of small. This is what it sounds like when you turn mm-hmm. it on and off. This is um, true bypass because they're not plugged in. Yes, very true bypass. Must they say, are very small. I've always wanted to try them. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Nice size. It's kind of slightly smaller than the MXR thing or maybe similar size. So I've got actually, it it is it looks a bit similar in, in production to, I've got a Strymon pedal sitting right here, but it is, yeah. it's about, it's less than, it's about half of a str- normal size Strymon pedal. They're kind of, um that folded, what do you call it, brushed aluminium or? Yeah, brushed Oh, yeah, like aluminum um, for the for North people, North American for league. Get, it, get it wrong. Get it wrong. So you've got the conspiracy theory. I've got yes. leave it out of the oh, yeah. thing. Um, I've got the Aquapus Analog Delay Mark Three. Um, I think the only way huge pedals I've ever plugged in this one looks cool. ever yeah. is one of the pusses because there's three. There's the Aquapus, the <laughs> that sounds dirty Echopus, and the Superpus. Mm, I think sexy, very sexy. One of them, but the bigger box format. I've plugged in once at the music shop. Did it have all the knobs or just like three knobs? I don't remember. Some have a. Bunch I of think control. it was the Aquapus. Um, oh, that looks cool. Possibly version one. Ooh, that does look cool. Super lead. This is a super lead. Oh, drive Mark 
three. Which I think oh. that's a damn Marshall in a box. I'm guessing so by the color scheme. It's it's like this matte black aluminium. Yes, I said aluminium. With aluminium, aluminium, need some more syllables. And um, all the font and all the um, like like um, dial, I guess gauge type things around around the knobs. It's all gold, so it's black and gold, yeah. matte black and gold. So I think it's their sort of plexi super lead in a in a box. That looks man. And lastly, I have a uh, the the Russian pickle, which I think is their Russian big muff. Yeah. Oh, that's, um, that's a different finish. It's not the brushed one. It's just like powder coated. Well, I think it's meant more like the the, yeah. the green mm. Big Muff. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we've got those four, so we're going to do some videos with them. Big say. thank you to the guys at... Well, I mean, technically, big thank you to the guys at Way Huge Australia, Dunlop Australia, for sending that to us. Um, but, yeah, I like I like the... The, the enclosures look great. And the small size, like, that could actually be a really cool mini board. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll try them out. So yeah, so we've got the super leads, the Russian pickle, the conspiracy theory, and the aquapus. Um, and yeah, yeah, the boxes are cool. We'll definitely show some pictures of the boxes in the videos. I know it's such a like a superficial thing, but like the packaging and design that goes around it does kind of make a difference. I think so, absolutely. Yeah. It from a purely sort of business point of view, it gets you excited about the product. Yeah. Okay, like, oh, wow, this looks really cool, and pull it out, and then it's a pedal that you dig. But it's a whole kind of process of, like anything, Apple do it really well. Well, that's, I was just about to say, Apple, yeah. like you do, I mean, that's the whole, you know, this vacuum sealed, so you try to get the lid <laughs> off, and it's really hard to get the lid off, because, and mm. it was, um, and I think I mentioned it, if you watched the unboxing video of the Rev D20 when it came, that, mm. to me, it was packaged like a, an iPad or something. And unboxing it, taking it out of the box was exciting. Yeah, cool. And I think, yeah, same with this. I mean, I love the, yes, it's this way huge guy who's like that. You've seen pictures. If you, if you know way huge, that sort of guy with a big head, like almost alien looking guy. Yeah. And it's sort of a cartoon with him. Mad scientist kind of thing. Deep inside the hidden laboratories of the master, of, of Mr. Huge, Twisted Genius. Eyeballs. Goes, Eyeballs. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's cool. So big thank you to the guys at Way Huge Australia um, or AMS yeah. or Dunlop Australia or whatever you want to call it for sending them out to us. And um, there'll be some videos with that coming up soon. Uh, and, yeah, they look great. Mm. Yeah, it's funny how that one is the one that's different. But I guess they went for that. This is the Russian pickle. They yeah. went for that same kind of army green mm. like the Russian Big Muff, the old Russian it's so Big funny Muff. that if... If you could get a pot of paint that color green and say, I want to color paint my table or house or I don't know, whatever it is, guitar. <laughs> guitar, yeah. You'd say, no, that's a really crappy green. But because we're so familiar with it being like that, like, you know what I mean? That, I Ruff, mean refer you, to it as the rough Russian kind of fuzz. Even if you wouldn't know that it's a fuzz, you see an effects pedal in that color, you instantly think, yep. oh, big muff. Totally, yeah. It has to, because, I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> the Russian Big Muff, mm. you know. That's... But that's a really crappy green if you just look at the back of it and say, oh, it's just green. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. because you associate it with that kind of... Um, and Yeah, same... It's like, oh, it's cool. <laughs> same with the Super Lead having that black and gold. It's Marshall, instant Marshall. Yeah, yeah. true. Um, yeah, no, that's cool. Yeah, that, I mean, yeah. 
fun. That's cool. So we're going to see some um, videos with that coming up soon. Uh, maybe pairing some of them up too, because I mean a clone, can, clone thing can be used as a boost and whatnot. But very interested to check them out. There's actually going to be um, a few things coming our way that could be quite interesting. Mm. So by the looks of things, Angle um, is just about to release the Fireball 25, mm. their little um, sort of small version of their sort of high gain, one of the high gain monsters. I mean, not the big, like the, what, what is it? The Invader and the Savage, they're the really big four channel suckers. Yeah. But the Fireball is one of their sort of bit more straightforward um, high gain things. And I think... This week, um, sometime shipping starts for them, and I think this week or next week, uh, one's going to be on their way on on its way to us, which is going to be cool. Um, it sounds very much like also we might be getting an Ormsby guitar, a seven string Ormsby, soon, which is kind of cool. Um, Ken is going to uh, hi Ken, by the way, if you're listening, <laughs> going to be delivering. So, although Ken didn't deliver this, this was a, a courier. So this is sent by courier. Um, but Ken might be delivering a few things. Uh, what else is coming? We've got a... Oh, what? You just got something cool. Yeah. What What? What? what did you get, Alex? The Polyfix Digit, which is pink as hell. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it's pretty amazing. I, I haven't checked it out I yet. Sp- I haven't had a chance to. Spent a couple of nights with it um, to sort of... Go through some presets, really. Um, trying to understand how all the routing stuff works. So, is it? A, it's a touch. Is it a touch screen? Uh, yes. Okay. So, yes. It, do you you kind of draw lines where you with your finger, kind of where you want to route it? Um, no, you don't draw lines. You just kind of click one to the other. Connect, like click on the module. Yeah. And uh, press on like a cable type command. Okay. And then you click to the next okay, point, yeah, point yeah. of call. Yeah. Um, the touch screen's okay. It's not like. You, there is like an parametric EQs and things, okay. but if you drag it, it takes a second or two. To, it's not okay, it's not okay. like an iPad was instant. It kind of takes a slight lag, but that's okay. Oh god! I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I want an iPad Pro type <laughs> screen. <laughs> and um, yeah, but the effects in it are just really, really good. The um, convolution reverbs, which is if you don't know, convolution reverbs are basically. Um, if you've heard like about IRs of speaker cabinets, it's basically impulse response of that. You can do that same thing in a space. So um, you can do it yourself with um, some basic recording software, get a balloon and go into a space and pop it and record the sound. And oh. then there's ways to do it. You can just look it up on YouTube, like how to make IRs. So if you think your singing voice is particularly beautiful while you're sitting on the toilet, yep. you can record that room and then you have that toilet vibe. Totally. Yeah. Or in a shower, you know, your shower. If you, um, you want it to sound extra crappy. crappy. Hey, yeah, no, hey. No, no pun intended there. And, uh, or was there. <laughs> but the, um, yeah, they can do that with IRs. So, uh, sorry, with IRs for reverbs. So, um, same kind of concept as the um, speaker cab. So you load into an IR player. And um, this has IR reverb players on it. So, I've had these um, amazing reverb IRs I've used for recording for ages, and I've always wanted to use them live. Oh. Nothing's really done it before. Oh. Uh, so, And also you can make your own. And uh, this is kind of gets into the world of live sound a little bit, but I was watching a, um, a kind of, what do you call it, video on this guy's approach to live sound and effects 
effects for mixing concerts okay. and stuff. And he makes his own IRs if he has time on the gig for for that venue of that venue. Oh. So say you're in a theater. This is is playing really nice clubs and yeah. theaters and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's not like Barry's dive bar down the road. Oh, Barry's is great, man. <laughs> the sound is awesome in there. Yeah, I you, love Barry's. If you can get it without the, uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so <laughs> what he does in this um, for live sounds setup for his vocal effects, he'll actually ping a noise through the PA system, record it, and make an IR of the venue, and then use that as the IR reverb for vocals and things like that. So you're basically getting this larger-than-life sound of it, the, the room you're in. Oh, so he does it for the show for the, yeah, in the room? In oh, the afternoon, if he, okay. if he has the time, like after soundcheck or before soundcheck or whatever. And um, he said it's actually amazing how just kind of makes you – because you're not putting fake reverbs into a already reverberant sound. You're like just am- amplifying yeah. the reverb that's already there. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. And you get the same tone and same length of the all that kind of stuff, which is a luxury, of course. <laughs> if you've got some to- people have some time and skills to do that. And, he goes, uh, intern, come over here. Yeah. Let's do this. I'm going to go and have a coffee. <laughs> totally. And he talks like that. That's exactly how he talks. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hey. Well, I'm the sound guy for the band. That's right. <laughs> I said the band. <laughs> uh, cool. No, that's cool. That's very cool. But um, of course you can do that, but also like just crazy spaces like car parks and like really um, crazy echoey things like um, old halls. If you, and I say teach guitar at a school and there's a big school hall. <laughs> That you have access to that you can go make some IRs in. What was it that I just watched? I just watched something on YouTube, and they were talking about um, this guy. Oh, who was it? And they set up a home studio, mm. and there was a church that they went to, and it had a conf- one of those confessional booths. Sure. And the church got torn down. Yeah. And he actually went and got the confessional booth because he always liked the sound in there. So the yeah, confessional wow. booth is now in his studio as his vocal booth. Wow, cool. Uh, what was it? I just, it was a few days ago I watched that. Yeah, wow. Oh, I just, I don't remember. Why not? But yeah, I just, so they were talking about it that they, um, I think it's maybe a husband and wife. Yeah. And that was their local church. And they, whenever they went into the confessional thing, they always liked the sound in there. Mm. And then, because it's like a wooden thing, and yeah, they for whatever reason they tore down the church, yep. and but he went and got the confession. They bought the confessional. I hope they bought it. Uh, uh, or just took it. Well, I mean, if they're going to knock it down, they knock it down anyway. Yeah, they took the confessional like, yeah. booth, and it's now sitting in his recording studio That's as fantastic. his vocal booth. Yeah, cool. But, oh, man, I, love, I, I love things like that when you repurpose I, things from like for music, yeah, for, like. Making, yeah, I wish I yeah. remember what that was, who that was. Okay, let me know because I'd like it. Was one of those out. videos I watched at night, yeah. you know, after the kids go to bed, and I just yeah. put YouTube on. And, um, I don't, yeah, I don't know who it was anyway, yeah, because yeah, I like cool. I quite often I watch when I see in the recommended things, it's like a studio tour, mm. I quite often click on that and watch yep. it, but yeah, I don't remember who it was anyway, yeah, mm. well, yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, this um, all the reverbs that are in this poly. Digits is just incredible because okay. I've got a whole bunch of um, just simple sort of plates and halls and stuff, but they have uh, emulations of, oh, they might even be IRs actually, 
um, all EMT plates and um, the AKG spring reverbs. I think okay. They're kind of this. I think they call them like R two D two because they're kind of like these, like maybe dome looking things. So sort of three quarters of a meter thing. high. Yeah, little um, contraption boxes that were these um, spring reverbs. Oh, interesting. Seventies era, around that time. Um, a whole bunch of that stuff, which sound gorgeous, and um, and also you can do this flexible routing. It has has two. Two stereo ins and outs, which you can split out to be mono, so you can have four in and four out. Okay. And so you can do crazy. Oh, two stereo ins and two stereo outs. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, so. And can you treat them independently? So can you run different things through it with different effects and stuff? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, you can, so you can you can, route you can pretty much use it for like a full band as their as like reverb and stuff, ambience. Uh, could do. Because you could run you could different four- instruments through it. Like, Two voices, two guitars, like or like a duo, for example. Yeah, you could um, uh, do four mono, if you like. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, or one. I step. mean, live stereo is a bit. I never quite understood. Like, unless you're actually like front of house engineer, that's and you, that's your job to make them sound good. But if you're playing to it, sort of it. No, no, but but I mean, even if you're if you're front of house engineer in a live scenario, it's really only where the front of house engineer sits that the stereo image will be nice. Yeah, everywhere bit. else in the venue, it's sort of sure yeah. you kind of miss it, especially if you're, you're far left spot, or far right. Far left or far yeah. right. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I don't quite get the stereo oh, yeah. thing live. I do lot. when I mix the band. I do use stereo delays, but just slightly off, so you're going to get this kind of like modulationy kind of thing. Okay. okay. But um, yeah, that's more to entertain myself than anything. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> but um, yeah, great. Uh, there's there is some um like cab sim and power amp sim stuff in there it sounds okay but can you load irs on there as well you can yeah well there you go then you can make it better um uh yeah it's i had played and kind of i was all right but i don't think it's not really it's main so it's mainly reverbs and delays delays yeah there is also some um like bit crushery type things and how you're talking filter stuff and eqs and a bit of stuff going on cool and um yeah, it's pretty powerful with the routing. So because it's two stereo in and two stereo out, you can go just mono in and mono out and just route sort of one into one and one into three. So you get stereo that way if you've uh, just got guitar cables. Okay. So I'll have to make up some Y-split cables. and. Okay, like the, insert table kind yeah, of Yeah, that kind of thing. Okay, that's cool. That's really cool. And, uh, I mean, especially for studio, you could have that if you – Hooked it up. You want to use it for live, don't you? Oh, probably both, yeah. Okay, because in the studio, I mean, if you run in, into patch bays and stuff, then you can yeah. hook it up in any way you want. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's very cool. Pretty good. And, um, yeah, there's a um, yeah, really cool kind of group on Facebook that people have been sharing stuff because it's all very much in the um, – it's obviously st- out production and it's a production model, but all this firmware has been updated all the time as people – come across things that, yeah. that either are little, not bugs, but sort of like limitations or um, uh, just new ideas. And um, the owner of Loki is on there and he's um, quite active with chatting about stuff and giving advice, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I remember, what was his name, sorry? I think it's pronounced Loki. Loki, okay, it's yeah. Because I, I remember contacting him. I contacted him. Before I went to um, 42 Gear Street, mm. this is before I sort of grasped the concept of 42 Gear Street. 
because I was going to bring a bunch of Australian stuff to show to people there. But then sure. Henning explained to me the concept that it's really about the the companies that are there, not about mm. bringing stuff. And I actually talked to him about whether he wanted to give me one of them to take to Henning's place. And he sort of said, oh, you know, um, I'll send you one if you want. Yeah. And But then after talking to Henning, I sort of said, oh, I'd rather maybe not bring one. Sure. Um, and then I took some Ostronic stuff for the giveaway that they yeah. did because they did like a giveaway thing. That's right. Yeah, cool. But, um, yeah, I, I remember talking to him. He seemed really nice. And I think he seemed like he wasn't quite sure what was actually going to happen with it and what direction he was going to go with it because he was saying he had some interest from a few YouTubers. Mm. Um, uh, Because, I mean, it's an Australian company too. So, uh, you know, I sort of, you know, my extra kind of, you know, because we're trying to support Australian companies as much as we can. And um, I think at the time he wasn't quite sure yet what was really going to happen and which way it's going to go. And uh, But I think maybe now he knows more what's, what's going on and... That's yeah. cool. That's very cool. I'm I'm very interested to check it out because it's meant to be really really good. The other thing that's on our way on the way is um kind of the opposite of that as opposed to like digital IRs as a this guy Laurie Minson in Tamworth in Australia. Australia. Ah, Australia. Now he, he's a guitar player. He was playing in um when I first saw him play he was playing in, um what's that douchebag um Lee Kernigan's band. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's I've heard lots oh, yeah. of stories about that. Um. And he, he did, like, all the multi-instrumentalist jobs. Like, he did okay. played slide and harmonica, I think, and a bunch of guitar parts. There was him and this other guy, Jake, who was a great guitarist too. He's, Koenigan's always had a hot bands, like. Yeah, and they like, always hated him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, uh, yeah, Laurie's always kind of the guy playing, um, yeah, laps, lap slide and. Okay. Um, Dobbo things, I think, and all that kind of thing. And, um. I kind of knew him from around the country scene. Never actually met him in person. But then he started building pedals. Yeah. And it was always this kind of very simple analog stuff. Um, and he came up with this kind of pedal board, like a multi-effects analog yeah, board. I, I saw it when Benji Benji got one, I think. Yeah. And This is a friend of us, Benji Pocock, for yeah. guitar. He, he does a lot of like higher-end country stuff, doesn't yeah. he? He's quite, yeah. uh, quite up there in the country world. He's a great player. Yeah. 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 Great kisser. And um, anyway, so. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> no. uh, I, I wasn't part of the country scene, so I don't know about that. Oh, yes. Yeah, not his cousin. What happens at the muster yeah. stays at the muster. <laughs> um, it was about, so these multi things, Laurie Minson was building kind of like the size of the fly rig. Yeah. But taller to fit all the analog stuff in. And he gave all the, um, all the, um, I guess, different effects, like really Aussie names, like names of Australian animals and stuff. And really simple controls too, like just one knob controls or two knob controls. And they all sounded really cool. Australian, just one or two knobs, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) A few or far between. Yeah. And um, yeah, they all sounded great. And uh, a friend of mine, Jared, um, who plays a bit of slide and stuff, he he got one made. I borrowed it for a week and it was pretty cool. But now he's, yeah, building single pedals, so we're going to get one of his overdrives. Oh, cool. Which is called a bush pig. Bush pig. Lovely. Yes. Lovely. That's that's right up your alley. Yes. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, but, yeah, it was kind of funny. So he said, yeah, yeah, just, uh, I just kind of keep it low. If anyone wants, wants them made, I just have an email address. It's no website. Okay. Just shoot him an email. That's cool. <laughs> have a chat and yeah, build it for you. Benji spoke very highly of his stuff, so. Mm. Um, yep. Yeah. That's good. No, that's cool. Um, actually, 
well, oh, I just remember. Oh yeah, um, we're getting um, there's some T not T Rex, the other Danish guys. Um, uh, more dinosaurs. Not dinosaurs. The other <laughs> Danish builder. Um, Danish Pete. No, pedal builder. Carl uh, Martin. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're right. getting some Carl Martin stuff sent to us as well. God, my brain is not working. This is all having the kids at home all the time and doing school stuff and then trying mm. to do videos and then doing school stuff and then yep. going for a bike ride and then playing table tennis and then doing school stuff and doing a video <laughs> and then going to sleep and repeat seven days a week. Doing school stuff? Yeah. School stuff? My brain isn't working. But, yeah, so um, uh, Soren, um, hello, if you're listening to Soren uh, um, at Carl Martin, he's sending us... Some stuff. Um, I don't remember exactly what, but I know that Andy Timmons' compressor is one of them. Oh, cool. Nice. I think he messaged, he messaged saying the last one he has and we're getting it. Oh, yeah. Because I think them and a lot of other companies, they're running a bit low on parts. Because yes. sadly, and I mean, I had my little um, vent about that on the last podcast, um, you know, a lot of these things are only made in one or two factories in China and that's it, you know, for yep. worldwide parts. So I think a lot of companies are running a bit low on parts and I think they're the same as well. But um, we're getting we're getting something, yeah, Andy Timmons and maybe uh, something else, but I don't know, I don't really remember. Um, but, yes, that's going to happen, which is which is great. I'm look, very much looking forward to that. Mm. Um, we're also getting, so possibly an Ormsby guitar. Um, we're getting, oh, someone said, and I haven't contacted him, but um, we should try out the, so, uh, this is Steve Hunter. Hello, Steve, if you're listening, by the way. Uh, we should, have, have we tried out the Solo Dallas Storm or Solar X pedal? Okay, no. Now the solar does no. I, I remember hearing <laughs> about. Question. I remember hearing about uh, it. Another though. one, yeah. Um, yeah. It's the one that's. Uh, I believe Angus Young and M Malcolm Young yeah. use a particular wireless system that has a particular preamp built into it, or something like that. Wow. That gives their amps a particular the the, the ACDC sound. I think. From memory, that's what it is about, and that Solar Dallas thing is where they've recreated that preamp in a pedal. Wow. So it's the it's the ACDC sound apparently you get from it. Yeah, wow. That's so quite... maybe maybe I haven't contacted them, but maybe I should contact them. I didn't realize that was a concept. I do know the one is referring to, but um, that's quite a niche kind of project, isn't it? It is a very niche project, but yeah. um, I think it's you know it's I mean, great though. Like if you're gonna. Why not? <laughs> why not? Yeah, I mean, they're a massive band, ACDC, so why not do that? Yeah. I think people have heard of them. Uh, so, um, yeah, yeah, a few people have heard of them. Oh, hang on. You know that band is... where the old guys dress up in schoolboys' outfits? outfits? Yeah. <laughs> Run around. <laughs> Run around in shorts. <laughs> Man, I don't know, I just because I just got this email. I, I don't think it's... <laughs> the amount of emails we get lately, people wanting to... Um, uh, advertise with us... And the thing is, it's so hard to tell. I mean, I don't know if, how many, uh, how in the loop a lot of people are, but recently there's been this thing, this thing, and I, I know of at least three or four channels where mm. they've replied to something like this and clicked on a link or downloaded a file or something like that, which then is basically a virus. And with this virus, um, these people kind of hack into their computers 
and they actually take over the YouTube channels. Yep. So they take over the Gmail account, which is usually linked to the um, YouTube channel, because yeah. um, YouTube is Google, you know, that's owned mm. by the same people. Um, and then they basically take over the channel and then they take your, I mean, if they take over our channel, the revenue is so small, I mean, it doesn't really necessarily yeah. matter for AdSense. But basically what they do is they take over your channel, they take your revenue mm. and keep it for a couple of months, but then gra- then all of a sudden post, you know, a thousand things that are all copyright breaches, which then in turn shuts the channel down. So YouTube, because on YouTube there's this thing, there's a three strikes rule. So basically you get a warning. So let's say you breach a copyright thing or you do something that you're not meant to do, you get a warning. And then if you ignore the warning or don't do anything, you basically get a strike, which is irreversible and you can't contest. So it's Mm. just, that's it, you get a strike. And if you get three strikes, bye-bye channel so your channel gets terminated shut down that's it and you can't contest it yeah it's uh, nuts because it's part of u.s law too so if anyone is that that's right isn't it i think so yeah it's so something to do with anyone that. outside the u.s um just you'd have to go to america and go through their court system all this kind of stuff so yeah to contest for it. the rest of the planet it's kind of because it's american company You'd have to go through their court system, which is not a very and well-running court system. Sorry, but it's yeah. not. And, <laughs> and I mean, you have to you have to contest it, and you have to pay for legal fees yeah. and all that sort of you stuff. You have to be a massive channel to be able to afford that and justify the cost. Yeah. So, so you basically you, you lose your channel, yeah. and I know of, I think three or four channels that we know of that we kind of know. You know, they actually lost the channels, completely lost them, mm-hmm. and had to restart. Recently, I think there's actually got somehow they got it back, but Guitar Brothers, um, Joss Allen and whoever the other guy is yeah. in Guitar Brothers, English guys, um, their channel was taken, it was hijacked basically. Sure. And then Joss started his own channel from his house, which he's been doing now all the time as well, because I guess they have a place where they get together to shoot the videos, mm-hmm. or maybe the videos are shot at the other guy, because Guitar Brothers is joss who's always on camera and then the other guy who's i don't think he's on camera that much but if he is he's not the guy who usually plays guitar he's like the tech guy sure and i think they shoot the videos at his place okay uh, but joss is the shredder dude who does all the playing anyway so he started his own channel but i think they may have gotten the channel back or may have youtube actually talked to them because that's the other thing sometimes these people lose their channels and you try to contact youtube and they just don't want anything to do with you. They're just going, not, not, not our problem yeah. kind of thing. Because yeah. YouTube is good in a lot of ways at washing their hands on things. Yeah. Like, we were just, I mean, this is totally unrelated. But So you have to do this thing on YouTube, right, where if you are a content creator, it are, like you load stuff, upload videos, it asks you, is this content for everyone or for over-18s only, Right. So, uh, but the way it's worded is funny in that if you say it's for over, it's not for kids, you can't actually, it's, it, it's with monetization. So with getting yeah. money from it, um, because YouTube kind of washes the hands on that you shouldn't advertise for kids stuff. Yeah. It's to prevent like advertising directly at children. Yet. Yeah. Right. Now that my kids are home all the time, they watch, uh, uh, and at school they watch that, but they do it as a lot, you know. At home now, yeah. there are all these YouTube channels that do um, 
like number songs and stuff to learn counting sure. let's count by twos let's count by fives let's count by threes you know and yeah. um all of them always have ads wow. before it now i guess the but, question is now because i mean it's a massive market kid stuff oh yeah it's massive huge. massive market now the question is so the guy or the people that make that video have to say they have to legally say it is for kids for kids mm. right uh, which means they're not allowed to monetize. Yet YouTube still puts ad in front of it. So YouTube still gets paid for that. Because, ah. I mean, the thing is you've got to think of it, right? The money we get for monetization, right, is 20% or less than what the yeah. companies pay oh, to yeah. advertise. So Google gets 80% or 90% or more yep. of the advertising revenue. We get the crumbs, yeah. Mm. Now, the question is with these kids' videos, because they all have ads in front of them, all of them that we've been watching. Yeah, right. And I've been kind of wondering, going, so... How does that work? How does that work? Yeah. Uh, so does YouTube still get... Does Google still get the revenue for it? Because some of these videos have millions of views. Oh, yeah. Millions, like these counting... Because schools use them. Yeah, sure. So... How do, I don't quite. It's very dodgy, and to me, I mean, we maybe, maybe we, we do should, lots of stuff on YouTube. Maybe that's a like a side hustle. Do some number of videos. <laughs> can pay for pay for guitar gear. <laughs> yeah, but the, no. But the thing is, we don't get the money for it. Yeah. Because we have to oh, say sure, yeah, yeah. that it's for kids, and if we say that it is for kids, we can't monetize it. Mm. Well, there could be stupid adults who don't have to count in twos. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but anyway, it's I don't quite get it. Anyway, that's yeah. that's that's beside the point. But um, yeah, so anyway, so I just got this other e- another email, and it's just amazing how many emails we get. And the yeah, thing is, what scanning. I always check because I mean, we just did a video for DistroKid, which, mm. by the way, uh, if you if you are in any way, shape, or form someone who writes and records music and would like to release it in any way, shape, or form, yep. on pretty much every online uh, store or streaming div- service that there is. Um, I will put a link, and there will be from now on always a link in our description in the podcast as well. If you click on the DistroKid VIP link, you will get 7% off the first your first year subscription. So it's a subscription-based thing. And I mean, th- this isn't sponsored by it, I'm just saying. Mm. Um, it's a subscription-based thing. You pay a yearly subscription fee, which I think the, the first level is $19.99 US which is not that much. Uh, and you basically have unlimited amounts of songs you can upload. They And they don't take commission out of the um, the, the, revenue. the revenue you yeah, get. Yeah. I mean, the, the sweet, sweet nothing you get of all these yeah. um, uh, online distribution things. But they don't take any of that because it's not commission-based. So you get 100% of the uh, royalties. They just want a yearly subscription thing. And I think it's really cool. And I've actually uploaded a song mm. that I've... They've co-written with a friend of mine, Alicia, and um, um, I'll put a link to that up as well. Go and listen to it. But actually, don't listen to it on Spotify. Go to iTunes or Apple Music, not Apple Music, iTunes. I think it's still called iTunes. Sure. Anyway, and spend the the 99 cents US and buy it because, I mean, I probably get nine cents out of those 99 cents (laughs) after Apple takes their sweet, sweet share. Mm, Um, Sweet, sweet Apple. You know, support. If, if you want to support us, do that. Or if you click on that link, um, I mean, it's a, there's an incentive in it for us as well, the uh, district kid, but you get 7% off. Um, yeah. Like, there are a couple of companies that do this. Um, if you choose this one, 
you get a discount and we get you get a discount and you help us out. So but, if that's something you would like to do, yeah. please make sure to do and it. And it's kind of there's that whole thing of that left right brain thing with making music. Like yeah, not many people can balance the business side and creative side really well. No, um, In, and, and I'm definitely one of those people. Often, <laughs> oftentimes it's amazing. But how many times do you hear like, oh, this my friend's such a good singer songwriter, but no one's ever heard of them. Oh, my friend Miko, mate, yeah, you can play every I main solo note for note, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not the rest of the song, just a solo. Just a solo, man. No chords. Oh, mate. That's sissy stuff, mate. But then there's people that play in bad, bad covers bands that shouldn't be because they can sell the band. Or maybe not shouldn't be because everyone can yeah, fun playing music. Yeah. But, you know, they get the gigs because they can sell the band and they're, you know, that kind of thing. So this kind of takes that sales distribution thing away, like whether it is DistroKid or another company. It means you can actually get like covers all that sort of those jobs for you, and we and with kind of these kind of times, someone here. No, I just yeah. I heard a radio and I thought it was. Yeah. Sorry, I heard a radio um, and I thought Ken was maybe here delivering sure. some more sweet sweet stuff. Uh, and these these kind of like bunker down times where you're locked down, it's really good to get all that admin type stuff, especially yeah. if like. If it's an original band or even like a colors band doing corporate wedding gigs or whatever it is, this times you can um, get all the back end like sorted, like websites. Well, if and... you don't have kids, you can, yes. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you have kids that go to school and they go yeah. to homeschooling, then you don't have time for that stuff. But um, <clears throat> yeah, try and like get all the back end, like if you have to do like a photo shoot and get some um, yeah. graphic design done or whatever it is, um, at least that way you're going to hit the ground running when things do go back to somewhat normal. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And DistroKid, yeah, seems like one of those it, tick things on the list. And if you watch our video off, because we did a video off where we actually uploaded <laughs> that song, um, and that was actually a video where I did, I, I've never done so many cuts, and did you watch it? No, I haven't actually like seen it. Like trying to, you know, to line, so it's it, it flows smooth. Sure. I've never done, I've never spent that much time Cutting bits, cutting bits out. <laughs> usually, I don't care and just leave stuff in. When yeah. lots of uh, mm, uh, I usually leave that in, but I try to cut all that out. Sure. And it, I condense it for. I think it was seventeen or eighteen minutes originally, down to about ten. Yeah. Just cutting cut half of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, check it out. It's super easy to do. Yeah. Um, to upload the song, and it, it takes about a week. Uh, till it's everywhere, and you keep getting emails saying it's now live on Amazon, it's now yeah. live on Apple, it's yeah, now it's live. On. So I got all these emails, but now it's it, yeah, it's it's out there, and it's it's kind of weird. I find that because I mean, I still I'm still from a generation personally. I'm still from a generation where when I first got into music and stuff in the mid '90s when I moved to Australia, yeah. um, there used to be a shop Australia Australia. There used to be a shop in Maroochydore here on the Sunshine Coast called Flex Your Head Music. I don't know if you, that no, was there no. when you were there. Okay, this is um, um, uh, opposite Duporth Tavern okay. in Maroochydore. There was a little shop called Flex Your Head Music, which was the only kind cool of name. shop. Yeah, cool name. Yeah, uh, which was the only shop that um, kind of was a, it was a music shop where you could buy CDs and T-shirts and you know like back yeah. in those days you know when you used to go to shops to do that sort of stuff yeah. and actually have physical copies of things and not just CDs but also uh, uh, vinyl and cassettes yes and it was one of the few places in here there were other places in Brisbane as well but here on the Sunshine Coast where I live that had a local section yeah. and it was in those days all cassettes yeah. of local music so you know yeah 
cassette tapes. Um, and we used to always go in there and buy, you know, all that stuff. So, and, and I remember when we first had a kind of a demo thing that we recorded on a cassette four track and took it in there. It was like, oh, so proud, you know. <laughs> we have this cassette sitting yep. in the local section and there were, we had T-shirts that were there as well, cool. you know, for our, from our band. Um, and back in, you know, I'm talking late 90s. Yeah. Um, so this was exciting. So I'm still from that era when, to me, the the thought of okay i've recorded this song i think the vocals were recorded at your place i think so yeah and but everything else was done right here where we're sitting right now yeah. and i i basically am the producer mm. uh, and i did all the stuff and actually quite a few people um and guys like by the way hi hugh roberts and hugh was quite um, did you see the message you wrote? They said, oh, great song. I oh, hope you guys so. have more. And oh, cool. So there was some good feedback on the song. Because yeah. it's, it's, I think a lot of people maybe okay. that know me from the YouTube channel probably wouldn't quite put the style of music in with what I would do. Because yeah. especially lately, I'm very into the chugga-chugga, <laughs> drop-C tuning, the heavy distortion. See, that all kind of like... Um, Dinosaur Junior. Or Dinosaur Junior kind of stuff. <laughs> this is, it's completely it's this quite lo fi, minimalisty kind of electronica thing with just yeah. delicious, beautiful voice over it and um quite heavily produced mm. I think song. Lots of ear candy. Lot, yeah, well hopefully. Yeah. Um and just the thought that this thing that I recorded here in this room yeah. is available worldwide to anyone. That to me is a bit you know, I'm old and that's a bit daunting for me yeah sure almost you know it's kind of it's it's you know his i'm you know to me it's like a go to the cd shop and buy a thing and i mean if if this would be available in cd shops all over the world that would be even better but yeah it's not there is no physical <laughs> copy no of it um, <laughs> but yeah it's just kind of cool it's just i find it really cool that that it's mm. it's available Anyone in the world can download it, and uh, hopefully not on Spotify or places like that. But but pay the ninety nine cents. It, generally, I think music don't not, listen to it on not Spotify. Not just to, us, to anyone. Not just me. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. But anyone, if you like music, I mean, maybe use Spotify to find new music. Yeah. But it's, if you like cool it, for that. buy it, and and especially if you. Um, I use it for like a radio station. I don't use Spotify at all. I, oh. I have I, I know the podcast is available on Spotify, mm. and if Spotify algorithms are listening, hello, yeah. but, um, <laughs> we love you. <laughs> I don't. I just out of principle. I just don't think. Oh. To me, Spotify is a. It's highly unfair to the sure. artists because I mean, you have a company that is a billion dollar company. Mm turning around and saying, oh, we can't afford to give musicians more, yeah. which is just bull. But anyway, so I find always, it, I mean, use mediums like that to find new music, but then go, really go if the band or the artist has their own website where they sell stuff, buy it there. But I think out of all these, the the, the, the lesser evil... <laughs> <laughs> is Apple. I think they still yeah. are one of the best payers out of all of the yeah. online online services. And not Apple Music, but actually downloading the song on iTunes. So, mm. you know, support people that write music and do stuff, in my opinion, you know. Um, 
but that's just me. Yeah. So anyway, that's that's uh, District Kid, uh, and I've rambled sure, yeah. on for a long time there. But um, what else was I going to say? There's is there, there's more stuff coming, isn't there? I'm sure there's other stuff coming too. There is word about some guitars and stuff, but maybe we shouldn't mention that till it happens. Oh yeah, possibly yes. Quite exciting guitars. Mm. Actually, two brands that are quite exciting that may or may not be happening. What was the second one? Um, well, one one rhymes with Barry Charlton. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, one rhymes with Barry Charlton. Barry Charlton. Yeah, and the other one rhymes with... Myers? <laughs> Maya? Romness. I'm confused there. <laughs> well, okay, well, let's say who cares. I mean, we may or may not be getting Larry yeah. Carlton... Oh sure, Barry Charlton. So that, that's Sire. Right? Sire, but it's it's branded Larry Carlton, so it's like mm. the Marcus Miller bass. It's yeah, yeah. it's it's, a it's branded Marcus Miller bass, yeah. but it's by Sire. So um, Larry Carlton guitars by Sire, we might be getting them. Yeah. Uh, end of the Northern Hemisphere summer, so towards I guess August September. They said December. is oh, <laughs> September, August September. Sorry, that's what I meant. Be December here. It'd be December, but yeah. Um, is to, when they're actually releasing them because they're being held, like everyone is being held back a little bit. Held hostage. Um, so we might yeah. be getting some Larry Carton guitars. They look really interesting. Um, obviously a 335 type shape. Did you see but... Larry Carton's done a couple of um, live things? No, not live. I don't think they were live, but like pre-recorded but on Facebook. Okay, no. Because there was a jazz week or something like that. And he yeah. played. And he sat in his studio at home and he played a Larry Carton 335. Cool. Yeah. I'm sure it sounded great. <laughs> it's, oh, I mean, yeah, I mean, he played anything he played. <laughs> Obviously. Great, but, um, yeah. Just, you know, that's what he played. So yeah, cool. um, that's kind of cool. Nice. And the other one is the uh, Romnis. The, is it Omnis? Is that what it's called? The Fano guitars. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I forgot all about that. Is yes. it Omnis? Uh, I think it's Omnis. I think so, yeah. It's the the Fano guitars. They're mm. um, Asian made, Asian made yeah. um, series. series. And they said, again, end of summer. Um, mm. Europe, Northern Hemisphere summer yeah. is when um, it's actually because it's been held back it was meant to be released now yeah. uh, and they're most likely going to send us one which I'm yeah. quite looking forward it's, to um, yeah well hopefully it happens but um, I look, mean yeah, nothing set in stone but um, there was chat there's um, yeah cool designs eh? I, I really I mean if I have a say and if I have a choice mm. one of those the Starcaster ones yeah sure um, I mean, the only thing I wish is that it had like a Jazzmaster style trem on it, like the actual Fanos. We can fix that with a router. <laughs> <laughs> Just get a get a screwdriver um, <laughs> and a run up. But that that Sonic Blue, uh, yeah. that looks so good. I really. Cool. I mean, if I, any of the, if I had a choice, I mean, depending, they may just send us something. But yeah, if sure. I had a choice, um, I would go for one of the Starcaster ones. Yeah. And. And is it SG6 or SE6 or ST6 or something like that? That's what the okay. um, the, the um, model number is. Now. Yeah, I, look, I like the um, those Les Paul Junior top shapes. I think it's flat top, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they make... It's like a telly bridge pickup, though. Yes, that's right. That's yeah. right. Um, hang on, let me have a look. They look pretty neat. They look really cool. Uh, I think it's on this guitar... It was a Jazzmaster type thing with a, with a hardtail bridge too, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Omnis, yeah, by Fano, that's it. Uh, hang on, I'm just looking it up here now. Yeah. So there's the, the the GF6 is the is the, is the Starcaster-looking one, which I was just thinking that blue just looks so nice. It's pretty cool. I love that blue. And then cool. there's a, 
MG6, which is a um, Mustang-style-looking one with two P90s, mm -hmm. and the JM6 was a J with a Jazzmaster-looking one with two P90s, and then the SP6, which is the yeah, it's like a it's almost like a Les Paul Junior single cut with a P90 in the neck and a tele bridge with a tele pickup. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. Huh? Well, maybe if we can get two, we'll get one of them and one of the other ones. Yeah. But yeah, um, um, and good colors generally too. I think all mm. all of them have good colors. There's a uh, there's a black, the Starcaster in black, and a tobacco burst, but a really dark burst, which looks really cool. Hey, um, did you see um, Bar music? Yeah. Put um, something on their Facebook page of the Gretches they've got in stock. No, no, I haven't seen it. And uh, it was last night, I think. Okay. Like, this afternoon. And I commented on one of them and said, oh, what's that green one? That looks really cool. And it turns out to be one of the Electromatic series. Oh, not that expensive. Yeah. And it's the junior size. Like the slightly smaller. Oh. Was it on Facebook or Instagram? Uh, face space. Face face? <laughs> Facegram. You were. What was it? Did you watch um, IT Crowd? Did you ever get into that? Yeah, I watched it for a Yeah. What, was it? what did they call Facebook? Uh, friend Face. That's right. <laughs> oh, yeah, Friend Face. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Friend Face. <laughs> and then there was the episode where they all got into it, and yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> and they'd drink Coke <laughs> like, instead of Coke. <laughs> that was a good show. It's a great show. Oh, this one, Eight Seasons of Cretch. Um, just. Yeah, the top right. Top right there. Oh, that one. Oh, that does look nice. Yeah. It's kind of like this. If you, had, if you guys would have your special glasses, you could see it now. But... What would we call that green? It's kind of like pale army green. It's yeah, like, it's, it's like, like a... metallic though. Oh, what would you call that? It's like a... Grey green metallic green. Yeah, it's it's quite light green, so it's more like a... Oh, gee, yeah, what would it be? It's not... I don't know what you would call that colour. It's definitely not like a 60s pastel thing. It's more like a... No. Well, let's have a look. Hang on. Let's let's quickly have a look. So, Electromatic. Let's check out the Electromatic range. And it's the junior size, yeah. So uh, Electromatic. Gretsch. There you go. Let's look at that. Where's the actual here Gretsch Guitars collection? Let's check it out. If you put on your magic glasses and eat the magic mushrooms. Yes. Well, I mean, them. all you got to do is type in Gretsch Guitars <laughs> uh, and go com. to the electromatic section uh, if you really want to see it. Uh, I guess it's a hollow body. I think there's center block. I could be wrong. Oh, was there a section for center block? Yeah, oh, next, there is a center block section. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's that looks like the color, doesn't it? Similar, yeah. Uh, hang on. Let's see if we can. No. Or, oh, this one. But that doesn't have that color. Why oh, doesn't it? Let's have a look at the hollow body. Maybe it is hollow. Uh, no, it must have been that. Maybe it's just a, maybe it's a special color. Maybe so it looks like the, and it's you know very yeah, intuitive names. Yeah, that's it. G five six five five T G. Yeah, that's it. That's the one. But that's not. It's not available in that color. By yeah, the looks of it. This, what's the second color? That looks too dark. That's it, yeah. Is it? Yeah. Uh, Cadillac green. I think that's it, yeah. To me, it looks more like a lighter color one, like this one. Well, it is kind of shot in like a... Um... But see, that one looks more... The one bottom left on that picture looks more like the Cadillac green. That one, it looks more like that color to me. That, yes. which is Aspen green. Aspen green, yeah. See, it looks more... To me, it looks more like that, whereas so, yeah. the other one looks more like that... Um, like that. Well, it actually, well, that's pretty much exactly that. 
G5655TG. Is that the one? God, these names are annoying. Yeah, they are. Oh, no, it's not this one. It's the center block. It's the same thing. as the, um, like, Ibanez one. Ibanez, yeah. 5655TG. Yeah, that's the one. Um, yeah, cool. Uh, 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 Laurel Fingerboard. Because that was Laurel Green. Oh, no, Aspen Green, Laurel Fingerboard. I'm so, going to say that's probably that. Aspen Green is the color. Sure. It's just the other guitar. Maybe it's just... Um, but that's a nice color too. But it does have gold hardware. And I must say, kind of come, coming around to the gold hardware again. Azure Metallic. That, look good. that looks great. Really deep blue. That's a, yeah, really deep, nice blue. Ooh, I like that. Maybe we should do a trip, a socially distant trip to Malulua yeah. Music. Go in different cars. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, drive at least 1.5 meters apart yeah. from each other. I think they do a clear orange like that Gretsch thing, but it doesn't look that great. I'm, this one, yeah. I don't think that orange stain. No, yeah. that the to me that that green, a Cadillac green, looks great. Yeah, and uh, the, blue um, cool the laurel blue looks fantastic. Oh, maybe the blue actually. Because I remember um, music at Noosa, you know, where mm. I, I used to teach while I was still allowed to go outside. Um, <laughs> before they whip you. Before they, yeah, <laughs> they had um, a bunch of Gretches in, and they looked. Um, yeah. They looked. The colors were great. In the cheaper ones, the Electromatic, mm. they um, really, really nice colors. Um, um, uh, what are they called? Andersons. Andertons. Andertons. Sorry. Yeah. Captain oh. Anderson. Yeah, Captain Anderson. Yeah. Um, they did a video on a uh, Norwegian Pete. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> they did a video on the um, yeah, under a thousand pounds, under a thousand dollars, whatever yeah. it was, Gretches. Well, I think and the electromatic stuff is pretty good. Generally. I think it's come up in quality too, yeah. the later series and things. Um, so yeah, well, something to check yeah, out. That's it. Definitely, sure. the colors look fantastic. Not that I have any money because I got no gigs, but it does look cool. And it's that I think it's like between Les Paul and like a bigger size. So it's not it's yeah. a junior size, that's so the smaller one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know I've told this, mentioned this before, but the one thing I regret is losing the um, 6120 junior on eBay one year. Okay. And it was a gold top Gretsch, like the big 6120s. Uh, but it was like junior size and it's gold top. And it's like the coolest thing. And I got outbid the last second by five bucks or something stupid. Man, I, I think I talked about <laughs> it before, but I so wish I would have had the money to get. Um, this uh, Chet Atkins that mm. I had at the music shop uh, at Noosa, which was a Japanese scratch, like yeah. the good stuff. But it was yeah. like 4900 or something dollars. It wasn't cheap. Was it new or old? It, wasn't, it was new. Oh, it was brand new. Um, okay. But, man, it was such a – it was. It literally, I reckon, was one of the best guitars I've ever played. Um, and that um, that relict, is it the pen Penguin that – Tim Pierce had in that video. Yeah, that gorgeous, gorgeous, oh, gorgeous, gorgeous. I'm just trying to see if I can find it here. I remember thinking at the time, watching Tim, of course, watching Tim Pierce play guitar, but I actually thought I could live with that guitar and that guitar only. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. And I'll see if I can find it in here that it was the... Um, okay, what's your opinion on uh, Gretsch basses? Nah. They, they do make a statement, don't they? <laughs> yeah, whether it's the kind of statement that I'd like to make, I'm not yeah. sure, but... Um, I'm just trying to find. They may not have it. Ooh, Tim Armstrong's signature looks great. I played one of those once, and saw Matt Black. Of that looks good, actually. When, oh, that, they've been out for years. Those um, I played one of these, the Eddie Cochran. Oh yeah. Um, at what's that? It's a small place in Sydney. It's the 
musicians lounge music okay. lounge right and it's pretty much only fender because i mean gretch is owned by fender yeah. only fender stuff inside sure and he had a whole bunch of cool gretches and um i remember picking that one up because i liked the the two different pickups it looked and it looked mm. a bit i think it was relict okay and i played it and it was absolutely gorgeous and then the one above it in that color the deep red oh the reverend horton heat one um nice i played it and um he was like, yeah, yeah, play it. And there was a, there's a couch in there and you're sitting there. And I think it was the only guy. It's a small place in Sydney. Okay. Uh, and I sat down and I played it and I was like, oh, that's, this is cool. Mm. And it had no price tag on it. <laughs> and then I think I think it was $7,900 or something like that. And I went, okay, no, I'm not getting that. Because I think it was a relic. I think it was like not the normal version, but it was a relic custom shop version. Because sure, yeah. it looked all beaten up. It looked fantastic. With that see-through scratch plate. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that looked yeah, fantastic. Nice. No, I don't think they make that model at the moment. That um, it doesn't look like there's any um, Chet ones. Chet Atkins ones. Chet Dog, as we call it. There's Brian Setzer ones. That is cool. Dwayne Eddy. Setzer one's great. Uh, Rich Robinson. What's the center one? Steve. Steve. Oh, Steve Warner. Cool. Oh, up here. Oh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, I mean, Brian Setzer, the one you get is the one with the dice for yes. knobs. That's the one you get. No, it doesn't have any. Um, Mate, you used to have a metallic blue Setzer one. There's no cool. um, Chad Atkins ones currently on their website. That's a bit poo, isn't it? So, that, no, they mustn't have had. But, yeah, that was such a great guitar. That was a gorgeous, gorgeous guitar. And yeah. if I had the money, man, I would have loved to have bought that. It sounded great, played great. If only, yeah. Oh, man, that was just one of those ones. Um, <laughs> there we all go. Right. That's it. Penguin. Oh, Penguin. Well, there he is, yeah. I love the headstocks on them. That sort yeah. of like, V-shaped like thing. Like the White Falcon. White Falcon, Does the same yeah. thing, yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. Oh, well, well we've, I think cool. we've... we've uh, rambled on for Rambled on for way too long now as it is, over an hour. So thank you so much... For listening, uh, I think we've got a few guests possibly coming up um, yeah. soon. I've talked to a few um, fellow YouTubers and uh, some of them are YouTubers slash podcasters that may or may not be coming on in the next couple of weeks. So uh, may have a couple of guests coming up, um, which would be fun. So you don't just have to listen to us ramble on about things. But anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening. Make sure to do the thing. Not that anyone's been doing it recently, but uh, do the <laughs> thing where you take a photo True. Of whatever it is you're looking at. Actually, Ram John, Ram's the only one who does it. And shout out to Ram. He sent it in a picture the other day. And Hugh Roberts and the usual suspects. Um, um, yeah, send in a photo of whatever it is you're looking at while you're listening to this podcast. You don't have to be in it. But, you know, just so we know that you're listening and where you are and what you're looking at. Um, and yeah, leave us a comment, send us an email, superfunawesomehappytime at gmail.com. Uh, if there's anything in particular you want us to talk about, if you have any questions, you know, we can, we can, we can do that. Um, yeah. And, uh, thank you so much for listening and we'll be back in two weeks. Cool. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, folks. See you soon. Bye now. Hey, Officer Mars. A donut? No! Hey, Officer Morris, do you want a cup of coffee? I say no! Well, what do you want, Officer Morris? I want to fight a crime! Well, I'm going to clean up the city. One prostitute at
a time I'm gonna make you wish you'd never Open that drug cartel in the first place I'm gonna hunt you down With my taser trusty by my side I'm gonna say Taser gun, taser gun I'll pick both, baby Both for you 